0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Media Minutes with Vamika. I'm your host, and I will be telling you about some of the most sensational media trials in the history of media trials in India. Media trial by far means the impact of television and newspaper coverage on a person's reputation by creating a widespread perception of guilt or innocence before or after a verdict in a court of law is delivered. Today, we will be talking about the Ayodhya media trial. The Lucknow bench of Allahabad High Court in 2010 gave the dubious judgment that the contentious plot on which Babri Masjid once stood belongs one-third to the Muslim to the extent possible, one-third to the deity and one-third to Nirmohi Akra. This ruling was unacceptable to the Muslim party because a mosque is a mosque, otherwise it's no mosque. They challenged the ruling with an appeal in the Supreme Court. Since the procedural formalities and the paperwork were enormous for the presentation of the court battle, an extraordinary delay took place in the hearing of the case. The Supreme Court set the ball rolling and speeded the trial. A three-member bench comprising of outgoing Chief Justice of India, Justice Deepak Mishra, did some serious efforts hearing the reference of this case whether a mosque is an essential part of Islam and thus protected by the constitution. Thereafter, a conflicting judgment emerged in the three members, two is to one that is, and it was not refer to the higher bench as prayed by the Muslim party. According Rajiv Dhawan, the senior counsel for the Muslim appealants in the Ayodhya civil dispute case, the three members asked to hear the reference first then gave two differing judgments, thus refusing to send to the larger bench has put a question mark on this issue that has a huge relevance on this case. The Lucknow bench of Allahabad court in 1994 through Ismail Faruqi judgment made a stream judgment that a mosque can lose title by a diverse possession or acquisition And in such case, there can be no reason to hold that a mosque has a unique or special status and make it immune for acquisition by the prerogative power of the state. The dangerous part in Faruqi's judgment was, a mosque is not an essential part of the practice of the religion of Islam and namaz by Muslims can be offered anywhere even in the open. The judgment was demeaning for Muslims because it devalued their constitutional rights of prayer in a mosque and de-recognized all mosques from constitutional protection guaranteed under section 25 of the constitution. At the heart of Faruqi's judgment was the flawed phrase, comparative significance of the unbuilt temple and the destroyed Babri Mosque. In simple words, the judgment said, that Muslims should forfeit their claims as Babri Majjist cannot be compared to the Lord Ram birthplace, irrespective of whether Lord Ram existed or was born exactly at that spot. The judgment had preemptively knocked the bottom out of the Muslim case. It gave the Hindus group a license to trespass into what essentially is a mosque and deny the Muslims the right to prayer to claim their ownership. The Muslim party was obviously unhappy with the judgment and had gone on an appeal in the Supreme Court with a request referring this matter to a seven-member bench. During the argument, advocate Ranjeev Dhawan cited several cases to point out that an essential practice cannot be decided by the court without a detailed examination of the beliefs, tenets, and patience of the faith in question, and only a larger bench is competent to address such matters. He called the three-member bench judgment denying reference to the higher bench as fatally flawed. He held the view that since the scurrility of the faith of Muslims in India was at stake, who are the third largest Muslim population in the world, certainly this issue has to be resolved first by a larger bench. The media trial on the Supreme Court judgment reference of the subject whether a mosque is an essential part of Islam and thus protected by the constitution was outlandish. In order to generate public interest in the Ayodhya case, the media twisted the facts and presented to the public that the Supreme Court of India is now going to legislate whether 1.8 billion Muslims of the world can pray in a mosque or not. In the build-up to the Supreme Court judgment on the reference, it created a hype turning facts into fiction to churn out a juicy story. Since this was an emotional issue, there were large followers for this news and the media trial was just for wringing enough money from this news story. The damaging media trial was misleading, instilling fear among the Muslims that there is a little hope for them, even from the judiciary in India. The mischief of the media trial was blatant as without understanding the complexity of the matter, it was explaining a different version that was not the case. The Apex Court was actually looking at the 1994 judgment on the legality of the government to acquire the disputed land in Ayodhya. The Supreme Court's refusal to refer to the case to the larger bench indicated that the further elaboration on the reference is not necessary at that moment and the actual trial of the case must begin. What the media was trying to say was that by refusing to refer to a larger bench, the Supreme Court was endorsing the 1994 judgment. There was sarcasm in the media trial as it was evident when it brought different kinds of opinions on the TV debate. With one person saying that all the mosques should be locked up in India and henceforth Muslims should only pray in their houses, they can download the Azan app on their mobile phones and individually hear the Azan and pray accordingly. This was too much playing to the Hindu fundamentalities gallery, making the Supreme Court as an alibi and roughing the sentiments of the Muslims. The Muslim community was very upset on the media trial and those watching such TV debates wondered why such intimidating content was allowed to go on air and why not it's subjected to any legal scrutiny. The bottom line of this story is that the media today has little regard to ethical journalism and can go to any extent to make money. This is a dangerous trend and before it does more harm, it should be subjected to legal scrutiny, I feel personally. So this is what another media trial looked like in our country. This brings us to the end of the Media Minutes series and I look forward to bringing you the next big thing in media in this series. Till then, be aware and listen on. Signing off, Vamika Jhanji.